I be real for just a second? Making friends as an adult is just not easy. And I don't, I can't speak for men. I'm not a man, so I don't know. Maybe it's easier for them. But I feel like as for a woman, as a homeschooling mom, building community, building connection for myself more than for my children is challenging. There's so many questions, ups and downs, the whole nine. And I wonder if we're talking about it enough. So that's what we're going to do in this episode. We're going to talk about building community, making connections, why it's challenging, and what we can do about it. And understand as we jump into this, I'm not the expert on it. I am on the journey with you. So I'm just going to ask the questions and figure it out together. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, grab whatever you're drinking and let's talk about it. Have you ever felt overwhelmed by homeschooling? I don't know about you, but sometimes as a homeschooling mom, it feels like I have so much on my plate that I can hardly catch my breath. Well, if you've ever felt that way, then you're in the right place because this is the Catch Your Breath Podcast. I'm Inga Masick, certified life coach and a mental wellness advocate. With over three decades in education and over 10 years homeschooling, I'm right there in the trenches with you. In this podcast, we're going to dive into some actionable strategies that are not only going to help you manage your stress, but also help you to have more joy, freedom, and balance in your homeschooling journey. So if you're ready to go from simply striving to truly thriving, then let's breathe through homeschooling together. Are you ready? It's time to catch your breath. Hey friend, this podcast is all about helping us as homeschool moms to handle our stress and also to make sure that we're showing up holistically. And when I think of holistic wellness, I always think about the seven pillars, uh, sections, parts, if you will. And one of those parts is that social piece that's connected to the emotional, but just specifically talking about that social piece, that relational piece. And I can tell you that I have had more and more conversations with moms that are telling me that they're missing that part. And what's interesting even more than the fact that we're missing it is that we, that's the one thing that I think is easiest for us to kind of lay by the wayside. And so I want to talk about it because I feel like I've been challenged with that lately and I'm hoping that I'm not the only one. But before we dive into this episode, I'd love to know how are you doing? How is it for you making connections and community? Are you prioritizing that? When you look at your wellness wheel, what, how much, what percentage of time and effort and intentionality are you putting into your relationships outside of your home? your relationship with friends, building community, building that connection. Is it challenging for you? I want to know. So please send me an email. Let's talk about it. Join the Facebook group. I just want to know if I'm the only one or if you have figured out, if you have the solution to it, come on in there, share it with us. You are going to be helping us all to get to the other side of this. So why am I talking about this? I'm talking about it because I believe it's extremely important. I truly do. So Knowing that something is important doesn't make it easier to do, right? It can be a simple process. Just get out there, talk to people. But sometimes for me, I laugh because I feel like it feels a little bit like dating. And so you're trying out to see who you connect with, what do you have in common? You know, are your kids going to work well together? Are you going to be able to hang with this person? Can you be yourself? 
are they, um, I forgot the book that I read, are they going to be front door friends or back door friends? And basically the book was saying, and I can't remember the name of it, if you do, let me know, uh, the, that the front door friends are the kind of people that always come, you invite them in when the place looks amazing and everything is set up and it's, it's perfectly set. But the back door friends are the, are the friends who can just come in through your screen pores that's not even fixed and the, the shoes and the clothes are all over the place. They can just tap and come in and say, what's up, how are you doing? what you need. If you're folding clothes, they'll come sit on the couch, fold it with you, all of that. So I think that you can find those friends. So I don't think that it's hopeless that you can't find them anymore. I do think that it takes a lot of intentionality. And I wonder, as I think for myself, I wonder if the way that we've set up our lives is just so busy that we can't do it. And I wonder, wonder that for myself. Like, do I have room for those friendships where we can just sit and talk because I feel like you can see moms at the games, at the field trips, at the, all the different things, but do you have space and time to just sit on the couch and talk? I did feel like I had that. And so as I was thinking about this and kind of, you know, just spending some time in meditation and reflection, you know, I got to do that. Um, I was thinking about, I don't know what just happened to my voice just now. <laughs> and I was going to try to play it off, but I was like, that was a little weird. Anyway, so I was thinking about how the friendships I had formed in Winter Haven, how they kind of came to be. And I do remember how they came to be, but more than how they started, I thought about how they were cultivated. My life was less busy then. And we had time to just sit at each other's homes and talk and eat. My children grew really strong friendships because of the friendships that I had with the moms that were there. And what was interesting is I think about the way that they were formed. We, we generally loved each other's companies. We loved to be around each other. But what would happen is we'd start talking about something and maybe, you know, somebody would just want to drop off something or to get something. And before you know it, we were there three, four, five, six, seven hours. My children will tell you about the epic day that we went there early in the morning. I told them they were not getting out of the car. I do not remember what it was. But we went over to my friend Danielle's house. I hope she does not mind me saying her name on here. But we went over to her house and we went to drop something in the morning. I don't remember what it was. She came out to the car, if I remember. And all of these kind of can bleed together because it happened more than once but she came out to the car we were talking I was telling the kids no do not get out of the car we're just gonna do this quick thing whatever it was it was supposed to be quick I don't know how it happened but after a while they went in because her kids came out they were sitting in the car before I know it her kids were inside with my kids my kids had gone inside we went inside to get the kids so to speak ended up talking a little more talking a little more talking a little more I do believe one of my other friends, Autumn, ended up coming over. I'm not exactly sure if it happened on that day. But what started out as like a 10 a.m.-ish sort of thing, it might, even, might have even been earlier, ended up being maybe midnight, 11, 12 midnight, that we just sat together. We kept on saying we needed to go, but the company was so good. We were having such a good conversation. But also, I couldn't have done that and experienced that if my schedule was so packed. 
And there's no shade on if your schedule is packed because I'm right there. My schedule is jam-packed with all of the things that I'm trying to do. But it just made me wonder and question if that's a part of it. Do I have time and space within my life to build the community? Because the community happens, I believe, and the connection happens by just that, by connecting, by having the conversations, by sitting over not so much scheduled and structured things where, you know, field trips are great, but where you just have that hospitality where you can sit at that person's house and drink a cup of tea and talk and laugh and just be yourself. Just it be easy. And so as I thought about that, um, as opposed to here where I'm new, um, and actually I'm not new anymore. I, I guess it's been, we've been here since COVID, but I feel like those first two years we didn't go anywhere because there was nowhere to go or at least we didn't know the places to go. And now that we're starting to build community and I'm starting to feel like I'm meeting my people, I'm, I'm starting to connect with people, I'm looking at what things have worked, what things have not worked, and how do we build it? And why is it challenging? Because I've met many moms, several moms, that the connection just has not gone anywhere. And so I wonder, I've been reflecting on what happened with that. What, how do we make this intentional? And of course, as I do my reflection, I think about what are the reasons, what is the mindset that we need to have around it, what is the mindset that kind of affects us from having it, being able to step into that. And as I look at that, one of the things that I, I recognize is that we first of all have to see the value in the connection, in the community outside of just the value that there is for our children because it's really easy to look at the friendships as whatever friendships our children have and not necessarily that you have to be really great friends with the parents of the children that your children hang with but I do know that if you can find a family that you can do life together with those connections and those bonds across the board just work when the husbands can connect, when the wives can connect, when the children can connect, and you don't even have to have all of the same genders for those connections to happen or the exact same ages. It just has to be something where you're vibing really well. And when that happens, you love to spend more time together. So I think the the key to that one is to find those people that you want to do life together with and that you don't start Xing people out because they don't fit what you think they should. So for me, you know, I'm thinking, I really want to find a family that has three boys and a girl. I really want to find a family that's maybe an interracial relationship. I really want to find a family that homeschools. I really want to find a family. Like, all these parameters that would be really great if I could. But at the end of the day, is that, are those going to be the people that I make the, the longest and the strongest connection with? And not necessarily so. So, obviously, you want to look for those things that you have in common, and for, for us, it's our Christian belief and our Christian faith, but I don't believe that, you know, we can't have a relationship with people who don't know God, who are, are not Christians, but I believe that that connection makes it easier because we're kind of speaking that same language. And so looking at what are those things that are important to your family, um, I was going to talk about why it's important. I think it's important because it helps us to get through the stress and the challenge and the overwhelm of this journey. You need, we need people
people that we can laugh with, that we can cry together with, that we can struggle together with and come out on the other side. And, and they don't have to have, be in the struggle that we're in, but when we're struggling, we have somebody there that can say, "You're, it's okay, I'm praying for you. I can pull you up out of this. It's okay that you know this is not happening this way because you're not alone. Just those type of things. I know that the, the Bible talks about that being able to have the person, the, the community, um, the brethren, to cry with you when you cry, to laugh with you when you laugh. And there's something that is rich about having that sense of community where you can laugh and where you can cry together with someone. I also think that when you have others within your life that you're doing this with, you are protected from the lies of the devil more. Obviously, the lies are going to come from him speaking within, right? You're, you're feeling those things. It's an internal thing. But when you are out, <laughs> I have to say it the way I was thinking it in my head because that's just the way that I was thinking it. I was thinking when you're out in these streets by yourself, unprotected, without anybody there that can speak life, speak scripture, speak word, pray with you, then you're open to that attack. And I know that to be true because it happened to me. And I find it happening to me over and over again whenever I allow myself or I feel like, you know what, I'm just going to I'm gonna pull back and be by myself. I'm going to do this thing by myself. I know that that's when I'm leaving myself open to attack. And when I start to realize, you know, maybe my, my mood is changing or my spirit's changing, I realize, oh, you've been meditating on some lies. I wonder what it is what has been happening, it's when I realize, oh, I haven't been reaching out to my friends as much because I don't want to bother them or because I know that they're busy or I don't want to say to anybody, hey, can you pray with me about this? Because they'll be like, oh, another thing to pray with you. Like All these thoughts, all these lies that we're told and that we believe and that we meditate on that keeps us from having community. And I know that that is not the way that God created us. I know that that is not his best for us. And when we do that, we are not fully walking in the joy and the peace and the abundance that he would have us walk in. Having those connections, that community to do life with is going to help you in your homeschool. Because as I have said over and over again, you need a community of moms who have some diversity within them. And that diversity in terms of you need someone who is walking the path with you around the same amount of time that they've been homeschooling, over the same amount of children, maybe not amount of children, but the same children around the same grade level that you guys can bounce those ideas off, that when you're feeling the struggle, you can say, I know I'm feeling that too. Absolutely, that's been hard. But you also need the, the mom who is further along and I have been so blessed and I've been praying for that because I want that Titus 2 woman in my life and I've been praying for that and God has answered that and I need that for her to remind me that I can get through it for her to be able to tell me her story for her to be able to tell me her thing that has happened how she got through it and then to encourage me as I'm continuing to go and then I've learned that you need to be that for someone and that to me helps to build your confidence and it confirms for you that you are doing the right thing. It's funny when I find myself in that place, apart from this podcast where I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to encourage, equip and educate you in every way possible. 
so that you can feel empowered to do this well. I am often a little taken back when I'm in a conversation with a mom that maybe I've known a couple of months or even a year or so, and she's telling me that, you know, I'm helping her in that way. Because I, you know, sometimes I'm thinking that we're just kind of at that same place, but she's looking at me like, no, thank you for letting me know that I can get there. And so that reminds me, like if I give her an idea, oh, you know, why don't you try this thing? And she is exuberant, she's happy. Wow, that really has changed. I'm so glad to do that. Then there's a little bit of confidence like, oh, okay, maybe this is working. And you need that every once in a while because sometimes you can get in that place where you're like, I'm not doing anything. I'm not making a difference. I'm, I'm on the struggle bus all by myself. And it's great for somebody to say, I was on the struggle bus. And so here's what you need to do. You need people on the struggle bus with you. And then you need some people that are not on the, that are getting on the struggle bus. But you can say, I've been here for a little bit. I'm about to get off, but let me tell you what to do. I talk about that a lot because I really believe that that's an an Inganism. <laughs> one of those things that they happens in my head uh, so I think that it's important for us to prioritize this and if we're not intentional I find that those things that I am intentional about where I think about them I have a plan for them they happen the things that I'm not intentional about I may end up still doing them but I don't it's not as successful it doesn't flow as well I just kind of throw them together so I have to think about what it is that I want. I believe that we can set goals for those things that are most important to us. If community and connection is important to you, then I do believe that there has to be a goal around that. When I do not have a goal around it, when I'm not thinking about what do I want to happen in this way, I don't make the time for it. And I don't mean that I say, I want to have three friends. I want the friends to look like this. I want us to do this amount of time. I want, not necessarily that, but thinking I have to prioritize friendship. And what does that look like to me? Asking myself, how, how does that look? How will I know that I'm prioritizing it? And so does it mean, you know what, once a month, I'm going to make sure that I, I go out with a group of friends. If I'm thinking, well, I don't even have those friends, then what am I going to do? You know what, I'm going to join more Bible studies, something at church, a women's group, um, community, online, wherever it is, I'm going to join it. And then I'm going to challenge myself to meet more moms. I think that has to be the goal, to meet more. If you are in that place where you're like, I'm not meeting moms, I'm not making the connections, then the goal has to be to meet more moms so that you can make the connection. And so you've got to start being a detective and looking for the place where they are and just reaching out. The hardest thing, I think, is just putting yourself out there. Asking, hey, do you want to grab a, a bite to eat? Do you want to come over with the kids? And you can ask several times and it may not happen the first few times. Or it may happen and that might not be your person. But you have to keep on putting yourself out there. I've learned that I have to keep putting myself out there. And as I am starting now to reap the benefits of that and to have these friendships that are starting to be strong where I can just completely be myself, be my silly, <laughs> quirky self, it's the payoff is amazing. And my children see it because they know that I like to laugh. I like to be around people who I can be that silly, goofy person where they can laugh, they can make me laugh. And so when they see that, they get the benefit of that and they enjoy that. So as you're looking for this, some places that we can look are homeschool communities for sure. Homeschool communities online. Put a plug in for our community.
So make sure you join there. And then when you join, let's say you get into a homeschool community, a lot an online homeschool community. Well, actually both. Whether you're in an online homeschool community or one that's in person, one of the biggest things that has to be priority and intentional is to participate in the things, to talk to people, to ask questions, to offer your help, to you know, just just be there to show up and to talk. I think the first piece is to show is to join. The second part is to then show up to the things that are being um, planned. And if you can't show up to the things that are being planned, find out can you plan your own things and plan those things. And then third, talk, reach out, connect, keep on having the conversations. I know for the introverts that's hard. And I do think that I have some introvert qualities because I do need to have that time by myself. But it doesn't have to be long, drawn-out conversations. It can be a smile. It can be high. Um, finding out who your children are playing with and saying, do you want to have them over for a play date? Maybe inviting the mom over as well with have some tea, a little charcuterie board. I learned how to say it. Yes. I'm having a charcuterie board and just talking. And sometimes it's going to feel exhausting. For real, it's going to feel exhausting sometimes because trying to figure out what to say, how to say it, what, you know, trying to figure out if you're going to say the right things, making sure you're not offending anybody, all that stuff. I understand it. I'm telling you, I get it. But we have to put ourselves out there if we want to reap the benefit. When we find those people that we can do life with, life is more abundant, it is more joyful, it is enriched, you don't feel like you're alone, which is something that we definitely can struggle. So how do we do this? Well, we want to have some practical things that I say to my children as we've been talking a lot about friendship, which is why I think this has been on my mind, because I've been talking to them as they've been looking to try to cultivate their friendships. And so I got some of this from one of my friends who talks about how she does this with her children, and I've really been trying to do that with my children, to have some conversation starters, have some questions that you'll ask, have some things that you'll say. Sounds cheesy, but it can be simple, like, you know what, I'm just going to, I love complimenting people, so it can be, I'm going to try to find somebody who has, I love shoes, has some really cool um, shoes, sneakers, a dress, an outfit, hair, something that we have in common, and be able to start that that way. Hosting things. Listen, I have tried this. It has been exhausting sometimes because you continue to host um, in our neighborhood things and different locations, and you want to have people show up, but you got to keep on putting yourself out there. One of the tips that I learned from one of my friends that I think is a great tip is do the thing you were already going to do and then invite people to join you so that if people don't show up, then you know that you we're going to do it anyway, and you don't feel like you've lost out. Thank you, Duana. That's a good one, and I have been doing that a lot more. Get out there. Attend some events. Look at the types of things that you like to do, and then go to the places where those people are doing it, which is why I say it sounds like dating, because I feel like this is the dating advice that's been given. <laughs> um, so the next thing we're going to think about is, once you start to get out there, put yourself out there to meet people and to start to build those connections, how do you actually then cultivate the meaningful connections? Because you don't want the things to say surface level. And I think that it has to be showing up more often. I do think that quality is important, but I think that with quality, there has to be some more quantity that happens. 
So I have some friends, because we've moved so many times, that do not live where we live. Most of my friends do not live where we live. And most of my friends are very busy, and I do not talk to them. But the friends that I don't talk to a lot, but when I actually get on the phone with them, we can have conversations that can go on forever. And I'm not a phone person. I don't love talking on the phone. But there's no there's no guilt. There's no shame. Um, there's no shade in that you have not called for a long time. It just kind of picks up where it is. You are just as concerned about who they are, how they are, what they're doing as you were the last time. There's something about that connection that just continues to stay. And so I'm not saying to neglect the friendships, but I am saying that you... In order for that to have happened, to be able to have that quality that we have, we had to have some quantity time. And that quantity time was when we lived closer together, where we started to build those relationships. And even if your quantity time cannot be in person, are you showing up for the groups that you've decided to join online in your virtual space? Are you consistently talking so people, or proposing rather, so that people know, okay, she's asking questions, she's talking, she's commenting. What? We don't have a lot of time, I know. So you're saying, where am I supposed to find this time for this? I get it. But just making sure that you're continuously showing up, that you're putting in the quantity and giving the quality. When that happens, you start to share resources, you ask questions, you you maybe host things online if you're allowed to do that, host things at different places, locations. Here, um, go to the field trips. If you're going to take your children on a field trip, inviting somebody to go with you, inviting a mom with coffee, there may be times that you may feel like you're pursuing, that you're constantly reaching out, asking for coffee. I, For me, I know that I'll say, I won't give that a number, but I do give myself a number to say, this is how many, if I really want to get to know the mom and I'm continuously asking, hey, you want to meet up for coffee? Do you want to go get something to eat? Do you want to come with our kids? I feel like if I'm continuously pursuing that and I'm not seeing it, then I say, okay, this is such... A topic that is so key around what we talk about with our children um, it's so key when we talk about their mental health to make those connections but I think we forget that it's so key for us as moms as we're needing to make those connections and so when I start talking about this I just want to encourage us to be intentional about it not to give up to keep on pursuing it to keep on trying because when we do it is worth it Building community, building, making connections can feel stressful. I do want you to breathe through this because we can get through this too. I want to encourage you that it's worth it. It is worth it to pursue connection, to pursue community, to continue to engage in the conversations, to initiate the conversations, to initiate the activities, to continue to find community, to not despise community, to not pull yourself away. I also want to encourage you that if you need to take a moment to take care of yourself, to get yourself together before you go out into the relationships, if you notice and you've been burnt a lot in relationships, things have been happening a lot and you just, you feel burnt out, it's okay to take a step back and take care of yourself, to reflect on the things that you will and won't accept, to ensure that you're showing up authentically and genuinely as yourself. But once you do that, Go back out and pursue it. It is so key to cultivate friendship, to cultivate community, 
to cultivate connection, to make it a part of your homeschooling, your life, and to remember that it is a part of your well-being. So if it's the part that you neglect, it will show up in every other area. I hope this was helpful. I cannot wait to connect with you. I want to build community with you. So join in the community, introduce yourself, and let me know how we can support you and help you and encourage you along this journey. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that this episode empowered, equipped, and most of all, encouraged you. Don't forget to share your thoughts on today's topics because I'd love to hear how you're implementing these strategies. And you can do that in the free community where you can connect with me and other like-minded moms. You'll get some practical tips for homeschooling and teaching your child, managing your stress, and prioritizing your self-care. You can also ask questions there. You can participate in the fun challenges. And of course, you can celebrate your wins because we like to party over there. Also, if this was helpful and you know that it can be helpful to someone else, leave a review or share this with another homeschooling mom who needs to catch her Mom, Mommy! <laughs> well, that's my cue. But before I go, I want to leave you with these words from Philippians 4, 6-7. I pray that you won't be anxious about anything, but that in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, you would present your request to God and that you will experience the kind of peace that surpasses understanding as you navigate the stresses of life and homeschooling. Until next time, remember to take a moment to catch your breath.